I'm Lauren. And I'm Ashley. And this, guys, is Nip Tuck Pod. We are your girl chat. We say the things you want to hear, the things that you're thinking but you don't want to say out loud. And we're all about being strong, aspirational women who basically don't give a... Uh, Lauren, anyway, if you want unfiltered chat, amazing beauty and product recommendations, then look no further, guys. This is the podcast where you will get all of the girly chat. Hello everybody and welcome back to Vicky Patterson's Secret 2 Part 2. So despite the fact that Scott gave it William Large Penis before we finished Part 1, he is still here, aren't you, you little bastard? I'm back! <laughs> Let's go! <laughs> okay, so I'm going to talk about your famous family in this part, which I'm sure you don't mind because okay. you love them. Um, there are three yeah. of you. There is um, Ryan, there's Adam, and then yeah. there's you. So which one is the Kim, which one's the Courtney, and which one's the Chloe? Oh, Wow. Yeah. Wow, you're testing my knowledge here now on, on the, the Kardashians. Um, right, so I'm going to say, well, I think Ryan's got to be the Kim because he was the first. So he, he was the first. He was the one who was obviously, he was in Corey for like 17 years. Ryan's he was basically, the so I mean, Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> no, Ryan, Mark, you didn't go there. Wow. Oh, poor you know Ryan. When you think about Kim, when you think about Kim K and where she came from and the story behind it, it's just pretty mad, isn't it, really? How she's famous and what she's she, done. She is like, honestly, love her or hate her, and I know I'm going to have some listeners who fall into both camp. Like, I'm a huge fan of the Kardashians, especially how, what, what they, exactly like you say, what they've managed to come from and, and how they've parlayed that into what they have today. Um, I just think you've got to respect their hustle, like, regardless if you love them 100%. or not. Like, I watch her Insta stories, and she's up at 4am making sure she works out before the kids get up, and then she works all day, and like, yes, I know she's not down the mines, she's not on the front line, I completely understand. Ah! She grafts, mate, so so, yeah, like whether, she, whether yeah, but she... Vic, it's still it's still hard work, man. Like yeah. I think sometimes, especially in, in in this industry, and that like people can see, for example, even you on the shoot, Vic, and all that, but they don't realise what goes on behind the scenes. That was that, but look at Coach Trip. People think that was that was like a really load of fun, which it was, but it was crap. No, no, honestly, everybody. I had Aaron Kraskel on, didn't I? And I was like chatting to him about it. And um, oh, I also had Sarah as well. God, I really am probably making you feel like a bag of shit right now. Um, wow. <laughs> <laughs> but it's too bad, though. Aaron Kraskel, though, apart outside outside you on that trip, though, he was like a global star, wasn't he? Like all the Italians buzzing off him. Oh my God, he is so unbelievably famous and we just had no idea. But like, I was chatting to them about it and they were like, obviously we loved the experience, but like what we didn't anticipate was that you are filming for practically like 20 hours a day. Like I remember going to bed at like yeah. one, two o'clock and getting up again to make sure I had like time to do my makeup at like four or five o'clock in the morning. Like it was, as much as it was a beautiful experience, it was fucking tough, wasn't it? No, it's tough, but that's what I mean. You've got to respect the hustle from, from that family. But I think in terms of Kim K, I think Ryan, definitely because you've got to remember, Ryan was on Corey from the age of 16. Yeah. And me and Adam were always known as, always known as the, um, the Corey brothers because mm-hmm. we, he was, he, we were his brothers. Like, it, I, I think at the time, Vic, there was no reality TV. Yeah. There was nothing. So Corey was, and it is still big, but it yeah. was huge. If you were on Corey, it was huge. Like, I think they had like 15 million people watching it every night. Yeah. So that really impacted all of our lives. I think Ryan paved the way. And then obviously Adam then did 
um, Waterloo Road, and then he did Emmerdale. So he went down the same path, and then so I think he would be. Yeah, I saw. I think Adam would be the the, um, the Chloe. Yeah, well, I mean, I said, so hang on, because you could know you're the Chloe because she's the tall one. So you've got to be the tall one, obviously, yeah. my big giraffe. I know, but I just think from I think from personality wise, I'm a little bit more discreet. I think I think Adam and Ryan are more out there than me, maybe. Yeah. But yeah, and it, well, you've got to remember, Vic. I wasn't on TV until I was 27. So all my life, I had been the quiet. Like, do you know what I mean, I was the unfamous brother. Do you know what I mean, it's a long time that if you think about, it, people forget now because obviously. When you look from an Instagram point of view, me and Adam got the same followers and mm. we're, do you know what I mean? But really, I, they, them boys were on TV for 15, like 10 years before me, like a long time, right? Nearly 20 years. So yeah, I think there's definitely a pecking order. But I'm coming through the ranks now, Vic. I'm coming through the ranks. Oh my God, yeah. You've totally established yourself as a fucking alpha male. Like, don't ever doubt it for a second, hon. I just tried to do it in a different way, I think. I think business has been my sort of... My avenue, I've tried to carve out my own route and I think that's, and, and sort of get my own identity and I think I've done that through my businesses. But then you have to, so that's what we're saying before, like you can be all from the same family, you can be brothers, but you can have like wildly different personalities and different interests and there's so many different ways to succeed and shine. For mm. example, like a sunset is beautiful, but so is a snowflake, even though they're both totally different. Like there's more than two oh. ways to... I know! There's more than two ways... The wise old owl, that's a beautiful little <laughs> phrase, I like that. I'm going to put that into a quote and put it on Instagram. Yeah, put it on Instagram, get it framed, put it on your wall. You can do whatever you want with that, Scott. Like, I'm here all day for them. But you, there's just wow. more than one way to be beautiful, more than one way to be successful. And it's nice that you've come to that. But over the years, like, given that your brothers were such big stars, and actually, like, I've fucking have only just remembered that Adam was Dante on Waterloo yeah. Road. Like, I, I low-key fancy Dante. <laughs> Shit, like, I never thought, like, out of all of you, I didn't think Adam would be the one, and then you've just reminded us, yeah, I I had a proper Lady Boner for Dante. He was such a oh fucking God. stud. Lady Boner. Oh, yeah, I'm so sorry. And I love Caroline as well. I hope she doesn't take this, like, as a slight in any stretch of the imagination. Do you Dante and Chloe? Yes! Dante and Chloe, man. Oh, I think that Wally Road's a big, you know, big stars have come from Wally Road. Have yeah, you seen that Phoebe now is uh, in Bridgerton's? Do you know, Bridgerton. Phoebe was on Wally Road and so was the guy. Reggie, honestly, mate, the biggest shock of 2021 for me has been working out that what you called Phoebe, what's her real name? Well, what's her fake name in Bridgerton? Uh, oh, sh- I don't know why I've got it. don't know why. Daphne. Daphne. Daphne Bridgerton. That Daphne Bridgerton was Sally Webster's daughter. That's a madness. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know Phoebe. I've met Phoebe over the years. I've known her since she was young. She's massive now. She's such a huge star. Mad, oh, isn't it? God, I love Bridgerton. Did you watch Bridgerton? Yeah, of course. At first, Did I was like, what's the all the hype? But then you, then you just sort of get wrapped up in it. Yeah, you do. It's quite, it's, it's very racy for a period piece. There was a lot of shagging. <laughs> There's more than I was expecting. I watched it with me man. I was very upset. Yeah, it's a little bit. You just don't know where to look, do you? It's a bit of a weird one. Yeah. I think especially watching it with a parent makes it incredibly odd. Um, right. So, growing up, though, like, you've totally made your peace with it now and you're very successful in your own right and you've got TV shows under your belt. Not only that, but you are completely, like, smashing it in the world of business. Was there ever a point where you were like, I'm really jealous of my famous brothers? Do you know what? That's, that's mad, you know, because I've, I've often asked my, myself that question. 
And I've never once in my life felt jealous, jealous of my brothers. Like, never. Like, one thing I say about both my bros is that they've always done everything they can to include me in everything. They never made me feel that way. Like, Ryan treats me and Adam, Ryan treats me and Adam, for example, like his little boys. Like, he's done that since he was 16. Um, Adam's my twin brother. Just like, I don't know. Never, like, I've never felt that way. I think because we're all so different and that they've always helped me. They've helped me with my businesses. Like, they helped me with my parties back in the day. Like, we've always been such a tight unit. So, now nah, I haven't, you know, and I, I say that honestly from the bottom of my heart. I've never once felt jealous of them. That's very healthy. Like, that is very healthy. And do you know what? I wouldn't have expected anything less because you are so supportive of each other. Like, I remember when you were in Love Island and like, I would do posts for you and that. And like, they were the first ones to slide in me DMs and be like, yes, fake, blah, blah, all this. Like, so supportive. And that's what you want from a family, isn't it? There we go. There we go. Right. Come on then. Now it is, I'm going to put you on the spot. Okay. Who is, right, we're going to find out a little bit about the character traits of all of the brothers, okay? okay. So, who's the bossiest? Ryan, all day long. Um, Ryan, Ryan's like a father figure. So, like I said, from the age of 16, he, he, thought, he felt like he was our daddy, took on that role, and 100%. But to be honest, like, over time, we've had to kind of change that dynamic because as we got into our 30s, especially, having that dynamic just doesn't work. So, over the years, we, we did clash heads a few, a few times to get to the point where now we've all got an understanding. Like, there's, no, there's never really any arguments. There's discussions, heated discussions, mm-hmm. But it, it progressed from fights when we were kids, physical fights, to arguments when we get like ba- like bashing heads, to this like discussions now, and we just understand each other, the dynamic. But yeah, Ryan definitely used to be the bosses. Okay, so that you didn't really have to think long about that. That was pretty instantaneous. Oh. Ryan is obviously a major bossy boots. I can say that. no question, Dad. <laughs> okay, who's the most argumentative? Fuck, probably um. Probably me or Ryan, not Adam. I can't, I can't say Adam. Adam's just so laid back, he's chilled. But I reckon it'd be me or Ryan on that one. Like me, uh, okay. we're just opinionated. We can't really let things go as much. But I've been reading the book, The Chimp Paradox, that, and The Chimp Paradox is all about controlling the chimp, and I'm, I'm doing my best to do that right now. And I think we're all, I think Ryan's doing really well at that as well. So, yeah, me or Ryan for sure. I'm just, I'm. I'm just looking for it because I've got that book in front of me right now. Sure. I can't find it. I was, lo- Yeah, honestly, I was looking for it there. I don't know. Erkan must be reading it. But yeah, I've got the same book. I fucking love it. We've all got an inner chimp, haven't we? It's just about learning to give him a banana every now and then. <laughs> okay, next question. <laughs> Who's the cleverest? Oh, that's me, without a doubt. Um... I was all, oh, you're also so modest as well. That's what I love well, about you. There's just no, there's just no, there's no questions asked. That was, that was what I was labelled as as a kid. I was labelled as the professor. They used to call me the professor of the family because I was always the academic one. I went to private school and the boys always were like the, the class clowns, the jokers. That's when they went to like performing arts school and stuff like that where they were different, whereas I was always the academic one. So I think they'd both be happy for me to take that, um, that title. Yeah, that title. <laughs> Okay, final one. Who's the best with the ladies? Best with all. Best with the ladies. Boys, well, you can't have the both. Well, Ryan's engaged, isn't he? With Lucy. And uh, Adam's been married yeah. for, I think Adam's been married for a decade now. It's mad. Oh, no, not a decade. He's been with his That's girlfriend. Crazy. We've been with his wife for a decade. Um, but who was? Do you know what I mean? Who never had any bother um, pulling a bird? Do you know what? I think we've all <laughs> Thomas Brothers. I like, as much as we like to say it, like, I feel like we've never been a proper one of them. Like, do you know what I mean? I've got mates who are just obsessed with women. 
and like, do you know what I mean? Like, to just yeah. dogs on heat wears. I think with us, like, we're just kind of, we're quite, we're quite emotional. Like, do you know what I mean? And if we, if we fall, we fall. Um, but I think Ryan definitely, Ryan definitely had his day in his day because he, I can't imagine what it was like being him at the peak of his fame. Um, so I'm going to give Ryan that. Oh my God. Do you know what though, right? In the peak of Ryan's fame, it was like Tin Ed from Brooklyn. Yeah. It was like Ryan from that. It was like all the Hollyoaks lads. And I remember being like, Ryan's not that much older than me at all, is he? But I remember going, like, looking through my like smash hits magazines and magazines like that at the time, like Sugar and Biz and all stuff, and seeing those lads going out and thinking, oh my God, they're so cool. Like, I, so I can honestly imagine that they just had no problem, Nick. Well, that's what I mean. Ryan, Ryan and Phil Olivier obviously played Tin Ed. They were best friends, like, and I can't imagine, because they were like the number one, like, soap star hunks, weren't they? So I can't imagine what kind of life they had. Wet floor signs everywhere when they went out, Scott. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Wet floor signs everywhere. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It sounds like you are so close to your brothers. And I knew that anyway, but it is super, super lovely to see. Like, the lads have kind of started that next stage of their life with, like, serious partners and children and stuff. Has it, has it uh, like, ignited a burning desire in you to have kids and to start a family? Or are you just so happy, like, doing things your own way and you'll get to it when you get to it? Uh, do you know what? It's weird, because Adam's a twin brother. So... If you think about the comparison, Adam's got two kids, a wife, a dog, um, and he's just literally in a totally... It's important. He's, yeah, it's totally, totally different place to me. But to be fair, I've got a dog now, by the way. That's big news. I don't know if you've seen I've got my new... Do you know? I've seen... I've seen... Urkan is fucking obsessed, man. Yeah. I'm like, there's no way we're getting that dog. I says, there's no way. I'm, it's a boy's dog. <laughs> I'm getting a giant fluffy bear of a dog. And like, that is... Good. You're going to be happy with it. So he's so jealous, Scott. We'll have to meet him yeah, when lockdown's over. A, is it a girl? Yeah, it's a girl. Is she you know, girl? i got a girl because so she'd be a little bit smaller and a bit of a better temperament. The lads are crazy. So I've got a girl, yeah. But So that's my first step in, in the direction of responsibility and family. But I never think about it like... I do. I think this year I've started to think. You know what? I need to start making some kind of movement, movement towards that. But I've just not been ready before. Before now, I'm ready, very much ready now. And I feel like everything happens for a reason at the right time. So I, I think this year is the only time I've actually thought. You know what? Maybe I need to start looking at things. But at the same time, I am not rushing anything. Um, I'm just taking it as it comes. And I think from working on myself and everything else, like I've done over the last eighteen months. Like, like I said, I feel like the right person will end up coming to me and 
it'll be right. And, and you know what? I want to be a team. I think the more, like you said before, it's really important to be a team. And I've been in relationships before where you feel like you're in competition and it's not, do you know what I mean? Like you want someone to support you, you support them, you back each other and you're in it together. And that's what I'm looking for. Honestly, like it's going to, oh, I'm so excited for you. It's like 110% going to happen. And like, I've watched you have some girlfriends who in retrospect probably weren't right for you. Mm. And I'm not going to name any names because it's not what we do here at Vicky Patterson, the secret two or a lovely podcast. Um, but I think the, the person who everybody knows from their screens who walked onto Love Island, like however many years ago now is totally gone. Like the person I say before me today, like you're so different, aren't you? Yeah, I reckon so. Yeah, 100%. People watch back now and say, oh, I can't believe how different you were on, on um, Love Island. I think I was 27 then. I'm 32 now. So it's been a long time in between. But I'm 100% I am. I wasn't very... I was very insecure on Love Island, I think. Uh, very insecure. Didn't really know what my direction was. Hence why I was going on Love Island. I wanted to try and make a big, bold step and do something new. And I think there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but I've just grown up a lot since then. Love Island was such an amazing experience for me. That really taught me how to grow up. Um, I met a girl on there as well and I went through a bit of a, um, a turbulent relationship with her but I learned a lot from it um, so yeah I just think listen like you said I've got no regrets it's a great experience but I think everything I've done has led me to where I am now and I wouldn't have it any other way so yeah I've definitely grown up man but I think that's been just part of the process yeah honestly and like that's what your 20s are for like your 20s are to kiss people you probably shouldn't and have relationships with people who potentially you aren't going to marry like it's just to work out who you are and have a bit of fun like I honestly believe like in my 30s that's when I found out who I am who I want to be with and stuff so never feel ashamed of like having some fun and like learning about yourself in the 20s that's I'm pretty sure what God put them there for yeah that, that, that decade definitely 100%. um did you go into Love Island to find love Scott or did you go like you say because oh I, I kind of wanted to make a bold step find myself was it was it you did you want to fall in love with yourself or did you want to fall in love with someone else what was your goal honestly Vic I thought there was zero chance of me falling in love with someone like thought there was zero chance like it was never in my mind I just wanted to go in there for an experience um, for the platform as well I just felt like I, I was always destined for that kind of life it was just always I got asked to do multiple reality shows over the years but it was never really right and I just felt like I was a massive fan of Love Island the first one with Callum Best and all that years ago that was my favourite show and I thought, you know what, this the time's right. But yeah, you know what, in there, it's, it's a mad pressure cooker and it makes you feel a type of way. Like, there's been two couples that I got married from my series, um, Nathan and Cara, Alex and Liv, do you know what I mean? Uh, Nathan and Cara have had babies. Like, the proof's in the pudding, it, like, it does get you, Love Island, it really does. It's a, it, it does what it says on the tin. Do you know what? Honestly, like I'm such a big, like big fan of Love Island. Like I absolutely always watch it, adore it. I'm not even just blowing smoke up your ass because you make me pal. Your series was iconic. Mm. Like say what you want about you and Katie, I don't care. But I honestly bought into this as a couple. I loved Alex and Olivia. Like oh my god, Nathan and Cara, that was brilliant. Like yours was the year of Marlon and Terry. Do you remember that? Like oh my god, mate. Like that was fucking brilliant British TV. Like I was living for that when she just walked back in and his jaw hit the floor <laughs> it was brilliant you know what I always say that Vic and I, I do say like because I say, I always say our series is the best purely because Love Island wasn't a thing then so we all went on there purely for the experience we didn't go on there to get a big fashion deal we didn't go on there like we just went on there for an experience so everything was so real whereas I'm not saying it's not real now but let's get it right everybody knows you go on Love Island you can change your life 
Whereas we didn't know that. Like we went on there and we just felt like we'd come out with a couple of extra followers or, but we, it literally changed all of our lives. And, and I think it's something really special about it. Oh, I completely agree. But then from then, you have managed to parlay quite a short stint on reality TV into something with such longevity and scope for development. Like now you are a fully fledged businessman, aren't you? Yeah, so I, I had the social PR before I went on to Love Island. Um, it was very much in its infancy. Um, but at the same time, I felt like there was part of me that felt like the social PR could be elevated from me doing a show like that because it was all very much influencer-led networking, profile, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I went on, to, I did Love Island, it came out, and social PR was still running, my amazing business partner, Fran, kept things running. And even when I came out, I was still riding this Love Island wave and doing events and PAs and fashion deals and all that kind of stuff. But the one thing I'm really proud about is that I never gave up or sort of parked social PR. I always kept it running because I, I always wanted that longevity. Yeah. I always wanted that, that backup plan and... I kept it running and with Fran and, and we literally managed to take it to the point now where we're working with some of the biggest brands in the country. Um, we're managing some amazing talent and it's just really, really exciting. The team's growing and growing and I'm just really glad that for me that kind of, the social PR goes hand in hand with the TV world anyway. Yeah. It's one of them businesses where I'm really fortunate that I can still do what I want to do from a TV perspective and build that profile but I can also run the agency as well because it all sort of, so much synergy between them both and that they actually help each other so yeah i'm really proud of it and uh, i'm just glad that we stuck it out all those years oh so am i honestly and you know i love fran as well she's one of my favorites you guys are so good together yeah she's amazing man she is really amazing so even though you are smashing it in the world of business and you're like Manchester's answer to Donald Trump pre-presidency breakdown, I'm just wondering, is there any chance of a return to TV for Scott Thomas? Or is that part of your, is that chapter of your life closed? Are you strictly smashing the boardrooms these days? No, nah, like I just said, I feel like they go hand in hand and I definitely want to keep, I, listen, I'm a Thomas. It, it started with my dad and all three of us, we're all performers. We love performing and we love being centre of attention, and I feel like I'm always gonna, <laughs> I'm always gonna want to be on TV and, and develop, especially with my brothers. I think we're in talks now with a few different um, production companies regarding the next concept that we're doing for the Thomas Bros. So yeah, hundred percent, I want to do more of that, man. And I wanna, I wanna talk about, I wanna be doing more sort of talks regarding from reality star to, to businessman as well. I wanna help inspire people. I think a massive part of my journey this year is to help inspire other people from a personal journey, from a business journey. Like, I really want to give back as well and pass on as much as I've learned. Oh, you want to give back? That's so cute. <laughs> yes, babe. Babe, I am going to let you go because I know you're a busy man and we've talked about how many sort of balls you have in the air at the moment. But before I do, here at Vicky Patterson, The Secret 2, we always ask our lovely guests to impart a couple pearls of wisdom on our wonderful listeners. And knowing you for as long as I have, seeing you grow and evolve and change before my very eyes, it's so obvious what your secret to has to be. Scott Thomas, I want to know what your secret to growing up is. Secrets growing up, right. So I feel like one of the best pieces of advice I ever got, and I've been quite open and honest about this. So I've got a therapist that I see, that I used to see every week at one point. I see him once a month now, and even now just check in. And one thing that he really taught me was to get used to spending time on my own. Because I used to finish work, right? I used to hate my own company. I used to drive to my brothers, drive to my friends, 
this and I never really got to know myself and I feel like even when I used to drink and stuff as well I was escaping myself so I feel like one of the biggest things that I learned that really helped me to grow up and get to know myself is spending time on my own I used to just force myself to go home and just chill on my own and just be alone with myself my own thoughts and stuff so I could get to know myself and honestly through doing that um, it took work and determination, but now I feel like I'm so comfortable being on my own. I love spending this, on the weekend. I just want to be on my own with my dog now as well and just chill. Mm. Like I'm so comfortable in my own skin <laughs> and my own company that I feel like it has allowed me to grow up and really get to know who I am. So it sounds that, listen, I'm not saying preaching be a lonely person. I mean, just to get to know yourself and spend time being like, do you know what I mean, working yourself. Oh no, I think that's great advice. And like, it's true though, like going back to what I said before, like I used to have to feel like I had to, in order to be like considered a success or even to be like happy, I had to be surrounded by people all the time. And mm. it didn't, I wasn't as concerned about their character. Mm. Like it didn't matter. Like, you know what I mean? It was just the quantity that bothered us. Like now I would much rather have a handful of really good friends that I can trust and rely on and love. And also know that I'm comfortable just on, just by me, by myself, if that needs to be. Mm. Um, and I think that's part of that is really a huge part of growing up yeah. such good advice scott you could be a tree in a disney movie too as well if you want now you know 100 <laughs> percent, i learned from the best oh we're gonna be best friend trees forever thank you so much for being such a wonderful guest i love you oh Vic, thank you so much for for finally giving me the call up man i've been waiting to get on here uh, i'm loving your work <laughs> And honestly, it's such a it's, you know what it's so nice just to be able to catch up, man. And there's no better way to do it than a podcast. I feel like you get to really have a good chin wag. So thank you so much for having me. Keep doing what you're doing, and um, let's catch up really soon. Well, right back at you, babe. And I can't wait for you to meet someone so we can have that double date. I promise I won't embarrass you too you, much. You've been waiting for that for a long time. We'll make it happen. Yes. Yeah. Well, guys, that was Scott Thomas, one of my... Oh, do you know what? I must say this all the time. You must get sick of hearing it, but I mean it. Like, one of my favourite people in the industry. Such a nice guy. I've known him for so long. And it's so lovely to just hear him sound so happy. Did you guys think he sounded really happy? He sounds like he's just super content, really worked through all these demons, and is just, like, a really, really happy bug. I love it. But, I mean, the only piece of the puzzle that is missing for Mr. Thomas is, of course, a lovely lady in his life, preferably one that can double date with me and her can as well. So, I am taking, I'm going to field all serious offers at the email address, vickypattersonpodcast at gmail.com. If you think you've got what it takes to be Scott Thomas's girlfriend, please let me know. <laughs> he's gonna kill me um if you do want to write into that email as well guys and tell me any people that you want to hear on the podcast any constructive criticisms you might have just talk to us we'd love to hear from you at bitty parts in the secret hq do all the podcasty things i tell you this all the time but tell your mates leave a review just keep it going love you so much and hope you enjoyed this week's listen see you next week When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. 
Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.